All right, guys, welcome back to the Mmm Wrestling Show. This is our Raw and SmackDown review from this past week. Uh, I'm your host, Mikey, and this is my co-host. I'm Andrea. Welcome to the show. Let's get into it. So, on Raw this week, uh, we opened up. Um, they kind of let us know that there's going to be a superstar shakeup, and they were letting us know because the Raw after uh, WrestleMania is always crazy. Mm-hmm. So they had to make sure to let us know, hey guys, this is an international crowd, and it, the Raw after WrestleMania is crazy. They're going to be booing people they normally cheer, and they're going to cheer people they normally boo. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was funny that they make a point of that because it is you know, a little bit crazier every year after WrestleMania, but yeah, they just had to make a point of that. Um, but so what we opened up with was um, Stephanie McMahon enters. She's got her arm in the sling and she's even, I even noticed she's like walking to the ring with a limp mm-hmm. and then she gets out to the ring and she's like talking about how, you know, all the fans are booing her and she's like, oh man, you know, if I was in any, any other crowd, they would have sympathy for me because I'm in such pain. And, you know, the fans start booing her more. And then what else? Um, you know, like she was saying, like, oh, the fans should be thanking me because I brought out the best in Rhonda. Rhonda, you know, did so good because of me. And, you know, you know, because I antagonized her, that's what brought out her best. And, mm-hmm. you know, fans are... Ch- booing her like crazy yeah yeah and then what does she do next she introduces ronda rousey mm-hmm and yep then, she did yeah and then she pulls a whole vincent vincent mcmahon and stone cold steve austin type of deal like when stone cold steve austin uh you know after he started getting big vince mcmahon went to him and was like oh you know you and i we could be really something together if you just work for me type of deal and so that's pretty much what stephanie was doing to ronda here like oh ronda i could make you a star we could be stars together Mm -hmm. you just let me polish you up and you know if you do what i say yeah then ronda's like nope that's not what's gonna happen stephanie mcmahon goes to give her a handshake Uh and you know then ronda grabs her arm and throws her does a little hip toss on her, gets her in an arm bar and really twists that arm and Stephanie starts screaming and yelling and <laughs> she's in pain. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was I like that. I liked how they they what they did with that for sure. Yeah. And I like I would say, you know, cuz everybody's, you know, she's the most well-known woman athlete in the world. So everybody's been really critical of her. And I would say after what her performance at WrestleMania and then her performance in this promo here, man, she's looking good. Like, I think she's proven all the doubters wrong. Yeah, me too. Yeah. She looks good to me. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then, you know, when I, I, I remember uh, when... Rhonda has her in that arm bar. Fans are che- cheering, you deserve it. And mm-hmm. then when she does finally get up and make her way out of the ring, you know, the fans are cheering, na 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 na, the goodbye mm-hmm. thing, you know. So yeah. They do that. So I, I, I thought that was good. Um, 
again then right after this this is when the announcing table again once again is telling so like oh man the crowd here is crazy they're cheering people they normally boo and booing people they normally cheer mm-hmm. you know because the fans can get kind of hectic and kind of take over the show the raw right after yeah wrestlemania but they really reminded to make sure everybody knew <laughs> on this broadcast um, next up, we had uh, Nia Jax uh, come out, and she's like, you know, she's got the belt, and, you know, everybody's excited for her, so they're cheering, you deserve it. And um, then Alexa comes out um, with Mickey James, and uh, she was like, still making fat jokes and saying that, you know, Nia throws her weight around, and nobody yeah. likes her in the back. And, um, the fans, like, they start calling her an a-hole. Oh, and yeah. Alexa, that is, they were chanting a-hole. And then, uh, what else? Um, oh, yeah, and then she was talking, Alexa was talking about how, like, the only reason why she lost is because she's actually the good person and not Nia. She Because she, she was so distressed for Mickey James because Nia attacked her before the, before the match and mm-hmm. um, whatnot. So I thought, you know, Alexa did a good job of, playing her playing up her heel there yeah yeah i think so too yeah um then what oh then you know alexa telling her yeah nobody wants to be your partner nobody likes you back there and you know naya's finally like okay shut up like you know what actually i do have a partner and then boom out comes Ember Moon, mm. called up from yep. NXT. Ember Moon makes her debut mm-hmm. on the main roster. I was really excited for that. Ember Moon is one of the ones um, that I wanted to see called up. In fact, that's what I predicted for WrestleMania weekend, that she would lose the championship at NXT, and then she would get called up. I'm glad she got called up to Raw this week. Um, so, yeah. I'm glad, too. Yeah. I'm glad for anybody who gets called up, but... I liked Ember Moon. I only saw a couple of NXT, was it? Yeah. Yeah. NXT. And yeah, I saw Ember Moon and she was really good. So. Yeah, I think she's really good. And and during this match, you know, Nia starts out, but then when Nia tags in Ember Moon, like the fans go crazy and they, because they really like Ember Moon, I think all the fans mm-hmm. who do watch NXT and are mm-hmm. familiar with her. Yep. And then she does, I really like her finisher the eclipse that thing that she does off the top rope it's like she does a front flip and catches her head and it's almost like a stunner off of the top rope Mm -hmm. thing so i think she's got one of the best looking like cool looking finishers in the wwe right now Mm -hmm. so hopefully her character will get over with the fans on the main roster and we'll we'll continue to see more of her um so Nia Jackson, uh, Ember Moon ended up winning this. Uh, uh, next up was a segment that broke my heart. Braun Strowman and Nicholas had to relinquish their tag team titles because Nicholas has to go back to school, so yeah. they can't keep the tag team titles. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when he grows up and he can wrestle again, somebody's going to get these hands, he said. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was good. You know, and fans were cheering for it. I mean, I've I've seen some like people who don't like it, and then I've even seen some like old, old, old wrestlers who are like are all you know 
traditionalists or whatever like uh-huh. saying like oh they've gone too far now they let a kid be a champion and it's like man come on it's wrestling we yeah. already know it's not real if we can have you know Kane and Undertaker be brothers when they're not brothers in real life and yeah. supposedly Kane was wearing that bodysuit and the mask that he had for the longest time Mm-hmm. because he had birds all over his body and he was speaking with a voice box and then now he doesn't need one <laughs> you know like there's always a bunch of silly storylines if you could let those kind of silly things go then uh-huh. you should allow a kid to be a champion right a 10 year old should be allowed to be the champion and mm-hmm. it was only for one night so come on like, yeah and it was just to show how strong and scary braun Strowman is yeah exactly he doesn't really need a partner to take on two other two other wrestlers yeah like i said and then that was the other thing some people were upset like oh well it makes the bar look bad and like i said on our final review for wrestlemania 34 is i don't think it makes the bar look bad at all um they lost to the best guy in the company right now uh, so i wouldn't say that they look bad um Mm -hmm. they're already you know they're having an eliminator thing tag team eliminator that's going to fight for the championship and the bar doesn't even have to participate in that. They already get to be in the final round yeah. for the championship. So everybody yeah. knows they're already the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, so now we have vacant tag team titles, and they we're getting an eliminator tournament thing to see who gets it at the greatest Royal Rumble at the end of the month. Um, next up, we got uh, the call-up. We got No Way Jose. He comes out... Um, with his conga line, everybody dancing down to the ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's going against some jobber. Uh, what did they say his name was? Jordan Schuyler or something like that. I can't remember. I'd like to say his name because he, you know, he went in there to do a job. But anyways, he went in there against No Way Jose. Um, mm-hmm. And then... Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about this match. We got No Way Jose doing his little fun dance party, and then he, mm-hmm. he won the match against the jobber. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it either, Yeah, but I did like his little conga line. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't even know. I have to admit, I haven't seen much of No Way Jose myself, even from when he was in NXT. Um, from what I've seen, I'm not, like, super excited about it. Like, maybe he's going to prove me wrong down the line. Like I said, I haven't seen much of him myself so maybe he's a really good performer in the ring or something but i i wasn't Mm -hmm. super impressed with the character i was like okay great he's doing a conga line like i've seen this in wrestling before he's not doing anything different there's always you know there's been plenty of guys in the past who are the party guy the fun guy but Mm -hmm. you know when i see him actually perform in the ring maybe i'll like him so somebody to look for yep the next what thing we had up after this was the part where the bar actually go up to Kurt Angle and say, like, oh, we want our tech titles back since they relinquished it. And then that's when Kurt Angle lets them know about the Eliminator thing. Mm-hmm. And then after this, uh, we get a tag team match uh, of Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus The Revival. Uh, the Revival ended up getting a win here. And this was one of the matches that was the, fr- and this was the first round of the tournament for the Raw tag titles. The Revival mm-hmm. win. So they're moving on to face whoever they face against next week to find out who's going to go against the bar at the Greatest Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. What did you think about this one? Well, 
I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Yeah, I think it was, you know, two tag teams. All four guys are like old school style wrestlers. And yeah, I'm not super excited about okay. either of Did them I myself. Miss... Did I miss this? I don't know if I accidentally fast forwarded this. I uh, hope I didn't. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I crammed everything just because I watched this the day after he did. So Yeah, okay. Let's see what else did we get up next. Um... Next up, we had Seth Rollins enter. Uh, you know, the fans are popping for him, saying you deserve it. They're giving the yes chant. They're, um, you know, he's, um, you know, he says something about like, oh, everybody who was in the Shield, um, Roman Reigns, uh, Dean Ambrose, and now Seth Rollins, they're all Grand Slam winners. And then, you know, so everybody's chanting grand slam rollins he's won all the major belts in wwe now so he's a grand slam title guy um then uh finn balor interrupts Mm -hmm. um he says he has something to get off his chest and um finn says that uh, seth was better last night but he wants to go against him Mm one-on-one um and then Seth agrees. Uh, but uh, then The Miz comes out. Mm-hmm. The Miz um, says, says that Seth doesn't deserve it. Uh, I really like this part because this was the part where uh, Miz was talking about how he lost. And when he lost, uh, it made his wife cry. And then yeah, <laughs> because his wife was crying, it made his daughter cry. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I like that whole little segment. I thought the Miz did a really good job of. I thought it was because his daughter started crying because or his what, daughter... whatever way it was, his daughter started <laughs> crying, so his wife started crying. Whatever his family started crying because he lost, and he's blaming it on Seth and Finn. Whatever way it was, eh. they were all crying, <laughs> and he's upset that you know Finn and Seth would make his family cry. I thought it was good acting. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny too, honey. Yeah. Good, good, good. Tell me about it. <laughs> I did. I thought it was all funny. Yeah. What else? What else? What else about it? Yeah. It was very comical. Didn't, um, are we not there yet? But what's his face come out too? Yeah. So then, yes. So then, um, uh, um, Seth says that, um, Miz should have his rematch since he wants to have it. And then Miz says, no, it's my rematch clause. So I'll use it when I want to use it. And I'm going to use my rematch clause at Backlash, which is like the week, like 10, it's 10 days after the Greatest Royal Rumble. And then, um, uh, yeah, so then, um, what happened right after that? Uh, Oh, right. That's right. So then The Miz, um, with The Miz challenged Seth and Finn in a match. Obviously, it's going to be three on two. Mm-hmm. So then this is when we get the return of Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy music hits. Everybody goes crazy for Jeff Hardy because mm-hmm. uh, he's been a fan favorite for, you know, ever since he's been in WWE. And, yeah, so then we get a match um, that is, uh, well, we think we're going to get a match uh, with the three on three of them right then, but the Miz Taraj run out. Yeah. Get all scared. 
So what we get next is a match between Sasha Banks and Mandy Rose. Um, you know, Mandy Rose comes down with Sonya Deville, obviously, and Paige, because they're all, they're all uh, partners, part of the absolution. Sasha Banks comes out, and then Bailey comes out. Sasha seems surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's standing over in Sasha's corner. Um, and then during the match, you know, they end up on the outside. Mandy pushes um, Bailey, and then um, Bailey ends up accidentally clotheslining Sasha. Mm, that's and right. That, caused, yeah. that ended up causing Sasha the match. So Mandy Rose ended up getting the win here. Um, but what I thought was important about this match is after this happened, mm-hmm. you know that, you know the other two absolute members of Absolution leave. Um, uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Uh, Paige stays in the ring. She's on the mic, and this is where we get her speech where she's announcing her retirement. Mm-hmm. You know, her emotional speech for her saying that you know because of her neck injury she can't. Uh, compete in the ring anymore um you know that uh she talks about how daniel bryan is has been an inspiration to her and Mm -hmm. she's hoping that one day maybe she can get back in the ring as well yeah Uh, she said she talked to edge who she said was backstage and she talked to him and uh, got words of encouragement from him because um you've have you've never seen edge have you nope i'll have to show you some old edge matches but um Edge was a really good wrestler, and he actually had his career ended early. He has the same neck injury that uh, Paige has, oh. and uh, you know, I've heard him talk about it on his podcast. And this was before Paige announced his ret- uh, her retirement. Um, pa- Edge talked about it on his podcast like months ago when uh, he found out about Paige's injury, and he was like, "Oh, man, I don't know if she's ever going to be able to wrestle again because he's never going to be able to wrestle again, and he's older now mm-hmm. anyway." But, um, you know, with the type of injuries she has, I, you know, it's not looking likely that she'd ever be able to wrestle again. I mean, but, you know, with the way medical advances so fast nowadays, who knows? Like, she's only 25 right now, so maybe there could be a day where they have some sort of surgery that they could fix what she has and, you know, mm. she could get back in the ring. But it sounds unlikely and then yeah. so she talks about how like oh yeah you know i'm gonna have to be done in the ring and i might even have to you know find other things to do to, to make a living mm-hmm. type of deal so you know yeah that was a emotional speech for her and everybody was sad to see that because she had she was like one of the biggest parts of the women's revolution uh in wwe um so yeah so mm-hmm. that was that uh, next up after this um we get Elias, and I would say this was like the loudest chance for Elias that I've heard so far. When everybody, when he does a, um, what does WWE stand for? Like, yeah, this was obviously it's the Raw after, um, WrestleMania. So this crowd is always like loud on no matter what they're doing, cheering, booing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, when they did the walk with Elias, it was like you know sitting on sitting at home on watching it on tv it was like wow that was loud like i can't mm-hmm. imagine what it sounded like in the arena and even elias himself like when they did it he was like oh wow like that yeah. was that was good <laughs> i mean because fans really love elias so i mean yeah they, they really were cheering him and doing everything that they're supposed to do for him 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the crowd's going crazy for him. Um, uh, he, oh yeah, and then he even when he was playing his song, the 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 crowd was clapping along, mm-hmm. you know, to the beat for him. And, you know, he's doing his usual heel, t- talking bad about the city. And then this is where we get Bobby Lashley. He, music uh, hits for him, and he enters. He comes out and attacks Elias. He holds Elias up in that, like, vertical suplex for, yeah. like, I don't know how long, but forever. Mm-hmm. And he looked good coming back. Yeah, I haven't seen him before. So yeah, so it's, it, I, was, go ahead. it was good to see him. I mean, he's a big guy, so. <laughs> yeah, he's a big, scary guy. That's always been his thing. You know, that's a big part of his character. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so he was actually, it's actually been 10 years since the last time he was in WWE. Um, he's actually fought some MMA himself, mm-hmm. um, not for UFC. I think he fought for Bellator, maybe. But anyways, mm-hmm. he's he fought that, you know, um, the mixed martial arts uh, style fighting for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then he's been like doing a, like a indie wrestling um impact wrestling you know the what used to be called tna oh and they yeah. make a joke about that later we'll get to that um but yeah he looked really good here and um i am not going to claim to know how good of a wrestler he is now like how much how good he's gotten it over the past 10 years and what he's doing over it in tna because i haven't watched it but from everything i've heard from everybody like all the reports and like other people who have watched uh, tna that i um have listened to like they say that he's actually like really good at you know in ring performing now he's actually a good wrestler like doing the type of wrestling moves mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm excited to see that because he is a big strong scary guy that um you know is believable that he could crush people yeah yeah, yeah he he definitely looks like he could yeah the only mm-hmm. funny thing I noticed about his look now is like I don't remember this before. He had some. Did you notice his eyebrows? Like something was weird with his eyebrows. He. They looked like they were painted on or something. No, it looks like he tattooed his eyebrows on, uh, or what is it called, microblading? Whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. It looked like that's what he did. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that was that. So it was cool to see Bobby Lashley come back. Uh, next up. Uh, this is where they make the joke next, actually. So Kevin and Sammy, they're wearing suits. They come up to Kurt Angle and say, oh, we're looking for a job. And Kurt tells them, oh, well, I hear TNA is hiring. And, mm-hmm. you know, you actually hear the fans from the crowd, like, cheer for that. And, yeah. Um, Kurt tells them, like, okay, yeah, you guys can have, you know, they're, we have a spot, but we only have one spot, so you guys are going to have to fight for it. You know, whichever one of you win can have the open spot that I have. Mm-hmm. right now so that's a match that gets set up for later in the night uh then we get uh he slater and rhino they open up a challenge to fight any other tag team in the back they made this real unclear i don't know if i don't think this match was part of the eliminator tournament mm-hmm. that they go on because i don't think they mentioned that so i guess it was just another match okay but um yeah. So he's Slater and Rhino are standing in the ring. They open up their challenge. And then we get our next NXT call-up. The Authors of Pain come Mm -hmm. out. They're with Paul Ellering. Of course, the Authors of Pain just totally dominate. Uh, He's Slater and Rhino. Mm -hmm. They go to exit the ring. And then Paul Ellering, um, the AOP, kind of like stop him from 
leaving with him and they're you know kind of give him a message like oh we're moving on mm-hmm. without you yeah yeah poor guy <laughs> yeah. What, what did you think of this match um, and what did you think of the authors of pain a new tag team called up from nxt i thought they were pretty I, i've seen them before in nxt i thought they were really good they're also like two really big dudes yeah so yeah it, it'll be nice to see more big dude um tag teams yeah but um also nice that they left his left their like little manager behind because i don't know what did he do did he ever like talk or anything he didn't talk in this at all but that's what he normally does uh he didn't talk here at all so from what i understand is that so paul ellering he's a hall of famer he's actually been a manager for a lot of tag teams in the past mm-hmm. some of the most famous tag teams and um from what he's older now so from what i understand that he doesn't want to be like in the part of the main roster of wwe because that's, oh, okay. that's all the live shows that's the ones that go on the road they do all the road shows all the dark matches you know mm-hmm. plus the weekly tv shows on nxt it's all pre-taped and they mm-hmm. only air weekly so you go you do your job and then you can be done you could go home you're in florida the mm-hmm. whole time okay you, you know you don't have to be on the road so um from what i understand this this is probably planned out because paul ellering doesn't want to be on the road yeah okay so I thought, that makes sense i thought it was a decent way of doing it i guess yeah yeah, yeah. i mean better for the tag team too yeah. I'm sure they could do their own promos. Yeah, and I, I I like the authors of pain. Like you said, they're two big guys. I think they're, you know, guys that you can believe legitimately right away. That like, okay, these guys can come up and compete for the uh, a title right away. Like they're gonna mm-hmm. get themselves in the mix quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Next up after that, we get um, Roman Reign. Roman Reigns enters. Um, Fans, of course, are booing him, as we expected. Uh, And then he talks about, he says he got his butt kicked. And then the fans are actually cheering for that. And I think we probably get some, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't remember off the top of my head, we're sure. But I wouldn't be surprised here Mm -hmm. if one of the announcers said something about like, oh, look, listen to this crazy crowd. People like, Mm -hmm. they're they're booing somebody they normally cheer. (laughs) And, you know, that's really not the case with Roman Reigns. He's more of a 50-50 guy. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Roman Reigns is here. He's upset with Brock Lesnar. He's upset with the fact that, you know, he found out on the internet that, you know, he's going to have a match, a steel cage match with the Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. uh, at Greatest Royal Rumble because he thought, you know, Brock Lesnar was talking about how he was going to leave WWE and now mm-hmm. he finds out on the internet that, you know, Brock Lesnar's actually coming back and he's going to have a match with them and yeah. whatnot. But yeah, you saw the That's big exciting. old bump that yeah, Roman I Reigns saw on his forehead the too. the bruises too, yeah. Yeah, from the match from the night before and you could see like the... the scabbing on his forehead from where they put stitches in and stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) what did you think of this promo was it effective for you yeah i thought it was effective i'd like to see them go at it again yeah well we're gonna 
get it for sure. I mean, it seems like that's what they've been doing for the last couple of years now. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar going. Maybe this at is it, the so. last one. I Maybe they're moving on. I don't know. We'll see. I still like Roman Reigns, even though everybody else doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I really like Roman Reigns myself. I mean, he does do really good job performing. I just am ready to see something else. Like, I'm get, I'm glad Bobby Lashley's here because, from what I understand, I think. Um, so WWE didn't release the terms of Brock's new contract right away, whether it was like a short-term deal, a long-term deal. I think I heard somewhere that it is going to be a longer-term deal now, so maybe Brock Lesnar will be around for a while. So I'm glad that they brought uh, Bobby Lashley back, and maybe they'll start a feud with him. It'll be a little bit, you know, something new at least. And Bobby Lashley's like a big, strong guy too, mm-hmm. super muscular guy. So at least it'll be something that is believable. Yeah. A believable opponent for him to step in and challenge him right away. Because I just, I mean, I like Roman Reigns and I think he does a good job performing, but I I don't want to see the same match over and over all the time. Like, I'm ready. Like, that's why I really was hoping Roman Reigns was going to win here, even though a lot of fans didn't want him to. Like, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted him to win is because I was ready for the storyline to move on and not keep getting this match over and over. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I wouldn't have mind, you know, like Roman Reigns and uh, Braun Strowman going at each other because at... Um, at the elimination chamber one when Brock Lesnar eliminated everybody except for Roman Reigns when Roman Reigns won that afterwards like on the on the after show he was talking about how he couldn't wait to like have more matches with Braun Strowman because he said it felt like Batman and Joker like they were destined to fight each other forever so I'd rather see some that rather than like Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns more and more and more like I'm ready for that to be done Mm-hmm. So, it's done. then, uh, yeah, so then actually here, so we get Samoa Joe comes out next, and Samoa Joe's like, oh man, what are you talking about? Um, you mm-hmm. know, oh, that's right. You, you know, like, after you are, after you're done fighting, uh, that talking Roman Reigns. Yeah, after you're done, uh, fighting Brock Lesnar, um, uh, at the Greatest Royal Rumble, I'm going to be waiting for you at Backlash, and I'm going to challenge you after Backlash, and then I'm going to kick your butt at Backlash. Uh-huh. So I was excited to see Samoa, Samoa Joe return because I'm a big fan of Samoa Joe. Yeah. What do you think? I, I don't think I ever got to see Samoa Joe. Hmm. I'm Maybe. Sh- I'm sure you have our son who you probably just heard walking through here and whatnot. Um, he... He's a big fan of Samoa Joe. I know when we were watching before, when Samoa Joe, before he got injured, um, our son really liked Samoa Joe. Mm. Um, So next up after this, uh, we get a match of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus Titus Worldwide. We get, uh, during this match, uh, we get a little like face-off between Matt Hardy and uh, Titus O'Neil, where Titus O'Neil's doing his worldwide and Matt Hardy's going to delete and they're just going back and forth. With yeah. That. I thought that was funny. That was good. <laughs> I like um, that too. You know, then Bray Wyatt gets tagged in 
mm-hmm. and fans are cheering. I mean, they're singing the, you know, he's got the whole world in his hands uh, for him. Um, you know, I think the fans are really, you know, it's the the whole Woken Warrior thing with Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt joining now. I think the fans are re- actually really enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Um, this, from what I understand, was part of the tag tournament thing. And so Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt won, so they are moving on in the Eliminator tournament thing. Okay. Um, what do you think about this match overall? Well, I thought... I thought it was a little bit awkward, but they did pretty well together. I mean, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. But I feel like they need to work on their chemistry a little more. Yeah, I I would say it was a little awkward, too. Like, the only part that I definitely feel like was definitely awkward was the finish, where um, Bray Wyatt does his, like, sister Abigail. Mm -hmm. And he did, like, the sister Abigail, but he didn't slam the person. He just, like, got him in the sister Abigail, lifted him up, and, like flung him backwards so that matt hardy could then do the twist of fate Mm -hmm. but the sister abigail doesn't really do anything unless you slam him so yeah i guess it just to signify that they're together but it didn't really yeah that little move set didn't really work it for me it was an accident Uh, no it was definitely not an accident it was set (laughs) up (laughs) like when matt hardy didn't let go of the rope was that an accident I mean, remember when Titus O'Neil was going to kick him in the face? Was it Titus O'Neil? I don't remember that part. No, you don't remember? He was uh, going to kick him, but Matt Hardy like hung on to the rope, and then he just like fell. And You don't remember that? No, I can't remember. Well, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so, don't. remember when the announcer was like, oh, I guess Matt Hardy didn't let go, or something like that? I don't know. I don't okay, know. well, that wasn't... Anyways... Uh, but it happened. Okay. But are you sure it was a mistake and the ref... I mean, the announcer just wasn't saying it was a mistake. Like, I don't think... He didn't say it was a mistake. I think he was playing along with it. Like, oh. Oh, okay. I don't... <laughs> and I don't, he misses. I don't know. I don't remember that. I'll have to rewatch it. And then tell him about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, neat. Um... Let's see, then next up, uh, we got the Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Uh, they put on a good match here. You know, the, obviously this is, you know, for the contract. Who would get to see their spot uh, to keep a, a spot on Raw. Um, they do a suplex off the top rope. Both get counted out to 10, so both. And then JoJo gets on the mike and she announces that because both competitors lost or you know neither one that both are not going to get get mm-hmm. signed to contract and fans are cheering for that so i think that's pretty crazy what did you think of this yeah i thought it was pretty crazy yeah um oh, So, so we don't have this mic quiet for too long. What else did you think about this match? What do you think, you know, might be the outcome of this match? The, obviously, they've been fired from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't get a spot on Raw. The Superstar Shake-Up is next week. What do you think? Well, like, what is something that you'd like to see happen to Sammy and Kevin? Oh, do you think they'll split them up? They're two very good. They're very good performers, and they do very well together, but mm-hmm. I bet they'll split them up. Yeah. 
Just because. And, but then where are they going to go? That's that's what I'm asking you. So they technically, like, they've been told that they're fired from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. They didn't, neither of them won and got hired on the spot at Ross. Like, when they do the Superstar Shake-Up uh, starting this coming Monday, what do you think is going to happen? Like, where would you think they might end up? What do you think is... Um, I think, you know what? Just because they got fired from SmackDown, maybe they'll both end up on Raw, even though they lost that match. But did anybody win that match? No, nobody won. That's why they said at the end of the thing, neither of them won. Neither so of them maybe the Raw, Raw will hire them on. Yeah. And they'll be their own tag team. Yeah. Again. That could be what happens. Um, also, Paige, uh, you know, could hire him. But we'll see. Oh, rehire them, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, like, what I would really like to see, they made a joke about it, but I would love to see, I would love to see Sammy and Kevin do some sort of, like, indie run. We watched um, uh, Andre the Giant uh, documentary, Mm -hmm. and they talked about it on there how uh, uh, Vince McMahon Sr., when he had signed Andre the Giant, he would loan out Andre the Giant to all the other promoters. It'd be cool if Kevin and Sammy, like, they did that for a while. I don't know if how well other promoters would want to do this sort of thing, but if, like, Sammy and Kevin, you could you could even just send them to NXT, mm-hmm. and because they've been, like, superstars on the main roster, mm-hmm. you could send them down there, and they could be heels down there, both of them, and they could just complain the whole time down there, like, oh, we should be superstars, like, we should be on the main roster, well, why are we even here at this uh, dumb indie, you know, this, you know, this lower tier promotion, yeah. blah, 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 and mm-hmm. they could, like, you know get heat from the fans every week just by saying how these fans are losers and, you know, they're not even at a main event type of thing. I think that would be kind of cool for their characters to do just for a short amount of time. Like, yeah. you do that for, like, a month or two, and then you get them called back up to wherever, whichever, you know, SmackDown or roster, wherever they end up back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so next, after this, um, we get a little promo where... Um, uh, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and Jeff Hardy are talking in the back, and then uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, Matt Hardy come up to them and they start talking. And then, oh, yeah, you know, because Jeff Hardy is just talking to Seth and Finn normally, and mm-hmm. then when uh, Matt and Bray come up, then Jeff Hardy does the um, brother Nero thing, uh, and he starts talking like Matt Hardy talks. Mm-hmm. and you know, they, you know, he, like, congratulates his brother and whatnot, and then he walks off, and then, like, Seth and Finn are like, what was that? And Jeff's like, he's my brother. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> I gotta go along with it. He's my brother. Uh-huh. So I thought that was pretty funny. I think that's really good, because it is a very silly character, and everybody knows it's silly. So for Jeff Hardy to be, like, the straight man in the situation, where he's the, you know, you got the, you know, like, comedy, like, do a, you know in comedies you could have the really silly guy and then a really like straight guy so i think it was good to have like you know like a contrasting guy there for uh-huh jeff hardy to be the straight man like yeah like it's silly but you know uh-huh just go with it right <laughs> or maybe it's like a kind of like a play on what they did in the tna you know like oh 
Remember the kind of like an inside joke? Right, I think that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying they were doing. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I thought they did okay. it, and I thought they did it really well. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, it was really it was awkward but funny. Yeah. To watch. So then then we do get the match next to close out the night was the Mistrage versus Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and Jeff Hardy. Uh, mm-hmm. Finn Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and Jeff Hardy ended up getting the win here. Mm-hmm. And then I think they said something about, I'm like, you know, because fans go crazy. And at these events, they try to, like, hijack stuff, like, when they see something they don't like or whatever. Like, especially at WrestleMania, like, they'll toss, like, beach balls around in the crowd. And so I think maybe it was, like, Seth got on the mic or one of them did and said, like, oh, you guys always get to have all the fun. We want to join in the fun. So they, you know, they, like... um started doing their finisher moves on the mistrage like over and over and over and over yeah so i enjoyed that yeah i enjoyed it too i thought it was good i thought it was a lot of fun yeah i thought it was a lot of fun too and it was fun to see jeff hardy especially when he was like coming in the ring with less clothes like almost every time i didn't see see i don't know if like the camera picked up on it but like I just thought, like, where did his shirt go or where did his sleeves go? I'm like, wasn't he wearing sleeves? And then, like, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I thought it was weird and funny. Like, why is he losing clothes? Like, why is he? I'm going to honestly say that wasn't something I even noticed. I didn't (laughs) I noticed it. Yeah. I I noticed these things. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me, I guess. But, yeah, it wasn't something I noticed. (laughs) But... That's I don't know cool. what his deal is. Like, does he just rip off his clothes in the middle of it and just throw it out to the audience or what? I wouldn't say that was a, a normal thing that Jeff Hardy does. So, I was, like I said, it wasn't something I even noticed. So, maybe, uh, yeah, he threw him off at some point during the match. I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't stick out for me. <laughs> I know what you're watching when you're watching wrestling <laughs> now. <laughs> well, I just noticed the Sometimes I notice the little details. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Well, that's how we finished Raw, so let's get in over to our SmackDown review. SmackDown this week opened up with Shane McMahon. Uh, he wants to thank the fans for uh, the great week, that past week they had for WrestleMania week. Um, and then he mentions how Daniel Bryan uh, has stepped down as GM because he wants to be a full-time wrestler again. And, you know, he's so happy for Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, here he announces that Paige is going to be our new SmackDown GM, and fans mm. are going crazy for that. They're cheering the Yes uh, chant for uh, Paige. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're chanting, this is your house. Um, and then she talks about um, how, you know, like she was very thankful. Like Shane McMahon was the first one that approached her after she announced her retirement, and was given an opportunity to be a GM yeah. uh, and then she says that she wants to make her first night um, a special one so she announces that uh, you know Daniel Bryan is back and so everybody you know a dream match uh, that everybody would like to see that they haven't got to see because Daniel Bryan uh, has gotten injured would be Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles so she's going to make that happen tonight and fans are going crazy for that mm-hmm. um, but uh I like the way she did the whole setup, you know, when she she was doing this, she was like, uh, we're going to get to see a uh, match and Daniel Bryan versus, and then, you know, fans are shouting, hoo, 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 like, mm-hmm. you know, like the New Day does, and then you know, doing 
AJ Styles, and then they did. They were cheering for Rusev, cheering Rusev Day. So I think Paige did a really good job of playing off the fans. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised not many more general managers or other people do that. But no, no, they do. Now that I think of it. But yeah, she did a really good job doing that. Playing with the fans, interacting with the fans. Yeah. I think she did the best. I mean, I think she's got a chance to be the best general manager we have. I mean, Kurt Angle... Kurt Angle's Kurt Angle. He's not the greatest promo guy. Like, you could tell he's acting when he's out there because mm-hmm. he's like, he's probably got to put a lot of effort into it. It doesn't look super good when he's doing it. Daniel Bryan, ever since, especially I noticed at WrestleMania, uh, like, he just looks happy. Like, you could tell the difference between when he was like being the GM because it's kind of something he had to do, but he actually wanted to be wrestling. The difference from like when he was GM to now, like he's actually got like a real genuine smile on his face. He looks happy to be there, like he's mm-hmm. doing what he loves to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you know Paige is going to be a better general manager than um, Daniel Bryan was, just because she's so good on the mic and interacting with the fans, like you said, and mm. doing all that. Because she and she can be, you know, she could be a baby face. Uh, manager but she's also can play like a really good heel like that's mm-hmm. kind of what she does so she could play a really good heel manager as well yeah uh, like i said i mean maybe this is the way sammy and kevin owens get their job back like i would love to see them like i said go down to nxt for a while you know complain about the having to be on nxt and then Paige could hire them later on hire them back and um you know that could be like part of her heel move is that she's bringing back Kevin and Sammy and then because you know we know Shane's got to get surgery on his hernia or whatnot so maybe by that time he's you know recovered from his hernia thing and then so he's then he's coming back and then now he's mad at Paige because Paige has hired them back and that and that starts a feud with them again mm-hmm. type of deal anyways I like the move of Paige being general manager yeah me too yeah uh, next up after this, we got Usos versus New Day. Um, uh, Usos end up getting the win here. Um, uh, yeah, what, what did you think about this? I liked it. Um, yeah, I don't remember much what happened in this one, though. So maybe it wasn't too memorable to me. I thought it was a good uh, match. Like, the Usos do their, like, little signature move where they get somebody in the corner and then do, like, double super kicks to their head, like, in the corner type of deal. Um, Big E did, like, a big... um, A move I really liked is, like, Big E, because he's a big guy, so it's cool to see him do... uh, I don't remember which of the Usos was on the apron, but somebody was standing on the outside on the apron, and then Big E did, like, a big spear on him through the ropes, and they landed on the outside. Oh, that's right. That was a pretty cool move. Yeah. Um, Looks like it hurt, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it was a good match. I mean, the Usos ended up winning here, and then the Bludgeon Brothers come out, and Mm -hmm. they're acting all scary, and they're, like, pointing their mallets at them at the in the ring and that was the end of that then i think it went to commercial or whatever so yeah it didn't lead to anywhere but we saw the bludgeon brothers come out um next up after that we got um oh renee young does a little promo with shinsuke backstage and she asks nakamura 
oh, oh yeah. why did you do what you did at um WrestleMania and then Shinsuke's mm-hmm. like oh I'm so sorry I feel so sorry about what I did and then he winks and you know then uh Renee Young is like oh well you're obviously being disingenuous so can you tell us why you did what you did and then mm-hmm. Shinsuke's like oh I know I speak English so yeah I thought it was funny yeah so like I said uh I thought this was something that um you know at WrestleMania, originally, like, I was uh, distraught over the fact, the way that that happened, uh, that the match itself, like, that was the way they did the match, that Nakamura turned heel, but after seeing this, I'm really glad that Nakamura's heel, because he's got a unique way of playing the character, so I think he's going to be able to play a heel really well. I'm still kind of upset about the match, because I feel like they held back during the match, uh, and we didn't get the dream match that we all th- thought we were going to get to see. Uh, but overall, I think uh, Shinsuke is going to play a good heel. And um, it'll be it'll be good. Uh, next up, after this... Uh, oh, I skipped something. So after this, actually, we get an announcement how uh, Naomi was the... Battle Royal uh, winner, and then Natalia enters and says, you know, that she wants a match with her. So we got a match between Naomi and Natalia. Naomi ended up getting a win here. Um, you know, both wrestlers did good during this. Uh, not a lot to say about this one. Um, neither of them are really involved in storylines right now or anything. Maybe this leads to something, uh, but that was that. Next. Up after this, as uh, we had Charlotte, and then, um, you know, like Charlotte's talking about how magical her match with Oscar uh, was, and she's ready to ma- make magic with other performers. And then, boom, that's when we get music for the now Iconics as they have been introduced. They have been called up to SmackDown at this point. Um, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce come out. Uh, and they're talking a bunch of smack about Charlotte, and they're making fun of the way she's cutting her promos and thanking everybody. Um, you know, I'm from what I've heard, uh, they have changed to the Iconics with two eyes because it's something to do with like copyright deal, so that they can make more shirts with them. Because in NXT, of course, uh, for fans who don't know. When they were part of NXT, they were called the Iconic Duo. Now they're now they are the Iconics. They don't have to worry about you know any sort of you know having to give any money to anybody else. Uh, so they got their deal. But I'm a big fan of the Iconics uh, when they were down at uh, NXT. So it's really exciting to see them on the main roster now. They of course attack. Um, Charlotte here and I think everybody knew or everybody knew what they wanted to happen because everybody like I think two times during uh Charlotte getting beat here like um fans started cheering uh Carmella Carmella like they were cheering for Carmella to come out and cash in her money in the bank and sure enough uh Carmella does run out to the ring here 
there's other refs that had come out to the ring because they were breaking up the fight uh, of Charlotte getting beat down in the ring. So uh, Carmella comes running down. She grabs one of the refs. Like, they run into the ring. She's trying to cash in her money in the bank. And, of course, WWE does the most annoying thing they do every time somebody tries to cash in money in the bank. The ref's acting like he's never seen a money in the bank briefcase before, and he doesn't know what he's supposed to do with it. Like, oh... Uh, you have this briefcase and it says money in the bank on it and you want me to do what with it now oh this is to do a match you want me to start a match right now like right now okay i guess i'll get a match started for you and this is for the title right yes yes carmela's like yelling the whole time and you know i think it's fine that they do this for the money in the bank every time there seems to be a money in the bank cash in uh it's fine that the ref is caught off by surprise, but not for that long. Like, they should be caught up, like, by surprise. Like, oh, okay, this is happening right now. But they shouldn't, like, a lot of times the refs act like, oh, well, like I said, like, they don't know what the thing is or what they're supposed to do with it. Like, they're a referee. They're supposed to know the rules. They're supposed to know what to do with it. So, you know, just be caught by surprise for a few seconds. And then, you know, then we can kind of, you know, get the surprise of like, okay, is the ref going to get this started fast enough? for the for the person to take advantage at this point like i was thinking like okay if it's taking this long i guess you know carmela's they're making it so carmela's gonna fail her attempt here to cash the money in the bank and charlotte's gonna stay champion but that's not the case uh you know they she cashes in the money in the bank the ref finally does uh ring the bell by this time charlotte has stood up but you know, she's been beaten up so badly that uh, Carmella's able to get in a super, uh, super kick just real quick. Gets the pin one, two, three, and Carmella is our new SmackDown Women's Champion. And I think that is really exciting. I'm excited for Carmella. I think she's had really good matches lately. She's another one that I think people maybe, um, you know, had, uh, you know, judgments about her in the past and her wrestling, but she's really good now. Her character is really good, uh, so I think she's going to be a great heel for Women's Champion. I hope this isn't something that's just a short-lived run. I hope she's the champion for a while, and we get to see her, you know, as a heel champion and doing what you know we expect to see heel champions do. Because um, I think she'll be really good at it. Uh, next up, after this, uh, we got uh, Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton. And this was to see who's going to face Jinder Mahal uh, for the U.S. title. Um, oh, Rusev was involved in this, of course, as well. As we had Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, and Rusev. Um, Randy Orton got the win, of course, so I guess we're going back to this old bag as well. Um, you know, I always think WrestleMania is supposed to be a kickoff to a new year. But it seems like they're starting off this new year the same way they started off last year's new year. So I don't know what we're doing. Uh, I'm just, I think I'm just as upset as other fans. Like, I want to see Rusev, you know, involved in more matches. And I don't want to see him losing all the time. WWE, you are not going to get me to not like Rusev Day, uh, no matter how hard you try. Um, uh, I know originally it was announced that Undertaker was going to take Rusev on in the at the greatest royal rumble and then uh you know rusev tweeted something out of 
to Undertaker saying, oh, bury me softly. And then he was pulled from the match. And then Rusev like changed his whole Twitter profile, removing everything that mentioned WWE and changing his profile picture so that he wasn't in it. And, you know, like he tweeted out something about like, oh, it'll always be Rusev Day somewhere type of deal. And there's been rumors that he has not been happy recently with the way WWE is booking him because, and he shouldn't be because he should be in a lot more matches and he should be winning the matches, not just losing all the time because the fans, that's what the fans want to see. But WWE is, uh, seems like they're actively trying to not get us to do that. But, um, yeah, so we this, that's what we got here. Randy Orton got the win. Um, so we're going to see more of that. And next up here, we got an interview with Carmella. And she was saying how she was patient and smart with her money in the bank cash in. Mm-hmm. And she waited for the perfect moment and she won the championship. So you were tending to our baby who woke up for a moment. Um, why don't you talk for a second about what you thought about um, Carmella cashing in her money in the bank um, and becoming the new women's champion? Well, I thought it made sense after the Oscar loss. And, yeah, I mean, Charlotte got beat up pretty bad and... I even felt like she was getting really hurt. And I thought it was like a cheap shot, but you know, Carmella won and yeah, like you said, I think she makes a pretty good heel (laughs) holding the championship, kind of like Alexa did. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, next up after this, we got AJ Styles. Um, was approached in the back and they want to ask him about Shinsuke Nakamura and then he actually shows a little bit of emotion here and he was like oh don't talk to me about Shinsuke like next time I see him I'm going to put my fist down his throat or something mm-hmm. and um, I actually like this because uh, now that Shinsuke has turned heel like you know it's bringing out a little bit more character in AJ Styles as well where he's got to act like really mad about what happened and so i think it's going to create that much more uh you know of a build for their next match whenever that is and hopefully that is the match that we've actually been waiting for because what i saw at wrestlemania was overall disappointing mm-hmm. like i thought they were going to go all out like they did when they fought in tokyo mm. uh, so hopefully yeah. hopefully the next one that's actually what's going to happen now that jinsuke has turned heel yeah We'll see. Yeah. Um, and then, so this is actually the end of SmackDown. What was that happened next? Is that um, we get the match that we all have been wanting to wait for, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. I felt like this is a really good um, performance by both of them uh, during, the, during the match. But then uh, Shinsuke Nakamura comes out, of course. He interrupts the match. Mm-hmm. He does a kinchasa to the back of daniel bryan's head oh, he yeah. low blows aj styles like two or three times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um yeah I, I thought that was uh i thought that was really good because um, what i like about this setup I, who knows because we're gonna get the superstar shake up on monday and tuesday this week um but man if we keep aj styles shinsuke nakamura and daniel bryan on uh smackdown now that uh Shinsuke Nakamura has turned heel. I think this was a perfect way to get a match, you know, 
you know like a three-way feud like you know aj styles is mad at um shinsuke Mm -hmm. um daniel bryan's mad at shinsuke because he interrupted the match and uh kicked him in the back of the head so you know now you got a reason for daniel bryan to have a match with shinsuke nakamura which i think would also be a really good match yeah i think so too yeah yeah i don't know do you see him like becoming partners with anybody like no no i don't and i don't want to see him partner with anybody i like i want to see him just be a heel he's a very unique character i like Mm -hmm. the way he's playing the heel i think he'll do it really well and i think it's a great way like i said that um you can set up a perfect storyline for him to fight with aj styles more perfect reason for him to fight with daniel bryan now perfect reason for the three of them to have like a triple threat match yeah like with and with how good all three of those performers are like i want to see any of those matches like those all sound like good matches to me and i'm excited for those possibilities okay as yeah. long as they all stay together on the same show i don't know maybe one of them will get drafted over to raw <laughs> but i just love like i just love the possibilities that it brings about now yeah there's so many possibilities, and we'll get to see next week. Yep, we'll see next week. Um, yeah, but that's the end of the show, because that's the end of the review of Raw and SmackDown. Um, so thank you for tuning in, checking out. Uh, for me, I would say this week to go check out the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO. That was really good. Oh, yeah. Um, also on HBO, we've been watching um, that show with Bill Hader, uh, Barry, uh that's really good yeah yeah i like that one too yeah i would say that so our our little wrestling show we got here is a family show very pg but uh barry is not so if Mm-mm. you're watching with kids don't go watch barry with kids because it's definitely a mature show for adults yeah um but it, it is something that i definitely would uh suggest mm-hmm. um you have any suggestions this week um probably to try and get sleep try and get sleep okay that's a good suggestion all right guys thank you for tuning in to the wrestling show this has been your on smackdown review i'll be back after this uh with a review of smackdown and nxt so until then bye bye